The Sunday Sit-Down on Algoa FM. Cute little song, um, a little bit biting, let's not kid. Uh, Katie Baser is her name, right here on Sunday Lunch on Algoa FM. The song is X and Y, but if you listen to the lyrics, she says, uh, you're not my ex, you're just my Y. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just after half past 12, and as good a time as any to say welcome to um, Algoa FM's Airwaves, Rochelle Skeed. How are you doing? Hello, Rochelle, and hello, listener. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is really exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I must say, um, it's not a case of I'm, I'm ill at ease with, with the subject. I always have the option to Google either the person I'm going to talk to or the thing we're going to talk about. And sometimes I resist that urge so that we can all find out together. And my questions would hopefully be similar to those that a listener might be asking. So uh, before we even get to what it is that you do, but let, let, let us say that you are a specialist kinesiologist and life coach. That's great. Okay. So, to begin with, where are you from? I know where you are now. <laughs> um, Michelle, I'm from many places. I was born in Natal. I went to high school in Cape Town. I spent a lot of my life traveling um, to places like America and Tanzania. Spent a long time in Barrydale in the Little Karoo, and now I'm in George. Right, so now based in George. Barrydale's really cool, though, isn't it? Barrydale's lovely. I just needed a little more water. <laughs> Fair enough. Isn't there a lot of wine there, though? <laughs> Indeed, but um, yes, but sometimes I've been there but, for a long time. Okay, but sometimes you do need water. <laughs> you can't you can't be tips, yes. tipsy with 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 clients, right? So on on to the to the topic at hand, um, kinesiology. What is that? Kinesiology is a process which it, it's come from Chinese medicine, from chiropractic. It uses the energy of the body. So basically, it's using muscle testing as a biofeedback to get information from your subconscious. And then we can go further into helping a person heal, change their mindset, change their perceptions according to what their subconscious program is. Right. I, I, I see that, that um, you are also one of the people who uses the term uh, dis-ease, because remember, the word disease is in fact two words. It is dis-ease. In other words, lack of ease or disruption of ease, I, I would imagine, right? Absolutely. When we're not at ease, when we're feeling uncomfortable in any way, if we don't address that, it can eventually develop into a, patho- into a pathology or disease. But right. it starts just as discomfort, dis-ease. Right. Um, yeah, thank you again for reminding me that, that the person I was, uh, the name that I was looking for is the American. And again, he's also uh, not really just motivational speaker. Kind of what is his field? Is it more or less that? He's a coach, yes. Also, also a life coach of, of sorts, but obviously is, is better known to the public as a motivational speaker who gets interviewed very often. One of the quotes that, that I heard from him years and years and years ago that stuck with me is, people, when given the uncertainty of joy versus the certainty of pain, people choose certainty. Why? Because uncertainty it just adds more stress. So we are comfortably uncomfortable a lot of the time. And to go outside of what we know can be really scary. I think it goes back to being quite primitive. Many, many hundreds of years ago, they talked about going outside of the pale, outside of the fence of the village, which meant death. So going outside of what you are used to is a primitive fear. And so we would prefer to stay comfortably uncomfortable than to explore something new and change. Right. Now, th- this, this dis-ease manis- manifests itself in different ways. Uh, let's talk about some of those. 
So your dis-ease can be mental. It could be um, thought habits that you're thinking. It could be emotional habits. So basically our behavior is determined by how we feel, which is determined by how we think. If we go all the way back upstream and we go to the thoughts that we're thinking, those are very often creating the dis-ease. And it's very often the self-talk. I'm not good enough. I could never do that. What are people thinking of me? Um, and that's, that is the beginning of everything that we go through, is how we talk to ourselves on the inside. Yeah, and, and I, was, I was seeing um, when you, uh, from your website, it says we get stuck feeling not good enough without understanding why we feel this way. We get stuck in fear even though we are safe. We, feel, we get stuck feeling like a victim, that life isn't fair, um, and that we don't have the power to change it. But we do. But as you also say, change is scary, and that's, I suppose, why people choose to stay stuck. Indeed. Yeah, change is scary. We're all afraid that if we change, if something changes, what will people think? Mm. What will our family think? Will we lose friends? Will people move out of our lives? And I think the the thing that I'm, the analogy I like to use so much is the beach. Everyone loves the beach, but the beach is constant change and it's really safe. It's just opening new doors, opening new ways, new thoughts. And if you can encourage someone to do that in, a, in, a, in an environment where they're supported, it's much easier to do. Yeah. That, that kind of throwaway word that just gets used as a cover-all term for anything, the word stress. Tell us about the components of stress. Well, stress is anything that creates a change in the body. So we can have exercise, which is a stress. It's a good stress. Or we can have the term that we, we're used to, are you stressed? I'm feeling stressed. We talk about stress. And stress is wanting things to be different from the way that they are. So anytime we want something to be different from the way that it is, then we feel that pressure on the inside. We feel like we've been squeezed. And that affects the body physically in many ways. The posture, the biochemistry, everything gets changed by that stress, by that need for things to be different to the way that they are. Right. Um, the other thing that, that, that I saw and the distinction that is quite important is your stress or might be new, something you've never experienced before. Like, I've also lifted this off uh, one of your websites, um, sudden retrenchment or a divorce or an accident, or it may be something you know well, something that pops up from time to time, forcing you to relive the patterns uh, from your past. And then the mm-hmm. analogy is made to the concept of, of uh, it's an, a folder that's open. And yeah, t- talk, talk to us about the analogy of t- to the folder, because I found that really interesting. Okay, so let's take a word like confrontation or a concept of confrontation. You're three years old, your brother hits you over the head with a pool noodle, steals your cookie, and you've experienced confrontation for the first time. Now, the next time that you have a confrontation, might be a year later, it might be in preschool, but every single time that your brain associates something that happens with you, with that initial event, it opens another folder. So we have all of these folders open, and we can call them memories. They're often bad memories. And now, let's say you fast-forwarded and you're 40-something and there's a minor confrontation and you totally overreact because the stress from all of those folders which are open piggybacks on now. And so we overreact to things because we've got all of the stress and we're not dealing with the stress. So you can think back to something years ago that was, let's say, embarrassing and you might feel yourself flush. You might feel your heart rate elevate. You have that visceral feeling inside of your body of your cells reacting to that memory. And 
we want to be able to clear that out of the cells before we're going to feel at ease. So we can talk about it many times and we relive it over and over again neurologically. Your system doesn't understand the difference between what is real and what's imagined. So every time you talk about it, you're actually reliving the event for your, for your physical body over and over again. Yeah. And, and that, that must surely be traumatizing and exhausting. Hugely exhausting. In fact, one of the things that my clients say the most at the end of a session is, I feel such relief. I feel lighter. There's a lot of exhaustion in maintaining all of those folders, keeping them open. They're your red flags that are warning you of danger in your life. So they keep closed because danger, danger, danger. Another really good um, example of this is the okuya. You know, when we have a fight with our spouse and all the old, old issues pop up, they're all flagged. They're all danger signs. This has happened before. It's happening again. And we're going through that stress over and over again. But if you can clear those memories and clear that stress in the body, there won't be a need for those to come up over and over again. And and that is the process with which you you obviously assist um, as part of uh, through the kinesiology and and the life coaching. One of the questions that that I ask people uh, like you, uh, I don't want that to sound dismissive. Uh, It really, really isn't because um, I believe on some level, despite the fact that it is what you do for a living, there must be some kind of a calling involved because you work with, with some hectic, hectic issues, rape. Child abuse, loss, grief, shock. How do you kind of stay sane, for one thing, and how do you kind of de-roll from from what you are exposed to through some of your clients? Charles, all I just hold space for them to process their traumas. Uh, I don't take it on at all. I've had my own traumas. I think that very often what we go through prepares us for life. We go through things for a specific reason to be able to help others with those things. And for me, the big driving why was how can I help people to process this without it taking years and years and years? So it's it's not my stuff. I don't hold on to it. It's a process. And it's just witnessing that person through their journey and seeing at the end the peace, which is just so fantastic to watch and so amazing to witness that the rest is forgotten. Right. Just in a a very quick, not even aside, so in addition to all the things that human beings have have had to face over time, the the, the things that are kind of known, then we got thrown the most spectacular curveball in over 100 years in the form of COVID. What has been Mm -hmm. the psychological impact of lockdowns, restrictions, um, and the change to, to our way of life? That must surely, on a collective psyche kind of level, have had a massive impact. It's huge. I think the biggest thing is fear and isolation. Human cells cannot live in isolation, and humans are not designed to live in isolation. It creates huge stress. So after a couple of years of COVID, most people are in chronic stress. So they are feeling afraid. They are perhaps suffering the long-term effects of stress, which affects your Uh, your biochemistry, it changes the way that we see the world. So your biochemistry goes into fight and flight. We go into that sympathetic state and we get stuck there. So a lot of people are walking around in chronic stress. Sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> any kind of uh, closing remarks and uh, how can we find you because as as we've also been alerted to the fact despite the fact that you are in george um you would be easy to find and i see that you even do zoom appointments which which makes all the sense in the world zoom is so amazing because it does make it accessible to everybody i am on my website which is www.rochelski.com and I can be connected on, there's an email address there, which people are welcome to connect me on. And they can also connect me with a phone number. I'm not sure if you give that out, but um, it can be found on my website as well. All right, great. Thank you very much uh, for taking a little time out. Enjoy the rest of Sunday because it looks like a lovely day. I hope it is where you are too. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Charles. And thank you to everyone who listened. Your digital library experience. Podcasts from algoafm.co.za.